You're listening to the Well Women Podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Lee, women's cycle health educator. Together, we're normalizing periods, cracking open real body talk, and femme rising the future. I'm here to remind you that your body is amazing. You can achieve balance, and body confidence all begins with your menstrual cycle. Get ready, beautiful. You're about to learn how to confidently reconnect with your body and discover your unique flow. This is episode number 36, how traveling can affect your period. So if you haven't noticed or you're new around here, I've actually been traveling a little bit this year. I've been to Indonesia, I've been to Central Australia, I've been to America, and in just a couple of days, I'm heading off to India for an amazing Ayurvedic retreat, and then I'm off to Sri Lanka. So it's safe to say I bloody love traveling, but does my body like traveling? (laughs) I get asked this question all the time from women who travel about, hang on, is me traveling a lot? Could that affect my period? So let's talk about this today because my last two overseas trips, when I went to Indonesia, I actually started menstruating the day that I arrived. And then when I went to America, there's actually another podcast episode on this, but I started menstruating and then I did a long haul 14 and a half hour flight to LA and I stopped menstruating halfway through and then I didn't get my period for another seven days. So the question is, can traveling affect your period? The answer is yes, that's the short answer. But I know you want the long answer, like why does it affect it? How does it affect it? So with me shooting off to India in just a couple of days, which I'm so excited about, I thought what better topic to share with you and help answer and give you a little bit more information about maybe how I prepare for my body and look after my body whilst I'm traveling, but also how you can understand and learn why traveling can affect your period. Now, let me just tell you about India before I get into the details. So I've been wanting to go to India for years. I have to say for years. And when I completed my Ayurvedic study a couple of years ago at the Live to Serve Academy, I was really thrilled um, that they offer um, a Pujakama retreat. And this is a two-week pretty much a detoxification, self-devotion, that's what I'm calling it anyway, retreat in India. And I knew that that would help extend my own studies by embodying myself in the Ayurvedic teachings, as well as putting myself in a position where I'm hands-on learning Ayurvedic modalities. So last year, the retreat actually got cancelled and I was pretty bummed, but I'm very excited because I'm off in just a couple of days to get immersed into Southern India and really learn a lot about the Ayurvedic experience. So the Indian retreat, I'm going to do a whole podcast episode on it for you when, when I'm there and I'm sharing my, and I'll share my experiences. But basically every day we do yoga, we have customized plans. Um, I'm going to be getting, you know, pretty much foods for my own Ayurvedic dosha balancing body type. And it's on the beach. It's in a beautiful organic location. They grow a lot of their own food. They have all their doctors and staff that live on site. And I'm really excited to go. But what I'm not so excited about is my period. So I'm at the end of my current cycle. And that means my period is coming really soon. And that means also I'm going to be flying long haul. I fly from Australia to Kuala Lumpur and then Kuala Lumpur over to Cochin. In, um, in India. It's probably not how you say it, but it <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, so I am a little bit concerned about my body's change. Now, why am I concerned? Well, when it comes to traveling, one of the biggest things is when you're going from a time zone change 
especially if you're flying either east or west. And I'll talk about east or west in a second. But if you're flying into a time zone change, the time change can interview with your normal internal biological clock. You can also call this your circadian rhythm. So this is where often when you get somewhere, your body hasn't fully adjusted to the time zone and the balance of Okay, my body thinks it's nighttime, but it's actually daytime here. And so that's your natural biological clock. So when you change this, our sleep patterns actually are a part of our endocrine system. And our endocrine system is also the system that's responsible for our menstruation, along with ovulation and our entire menstrual cycle. So I'm not sure if you knew that, but yes, sleep and your menstrual cycle go hand in hand because they're all very well linked in with your glands and the endocrine system itself. So when we're traveling and we're going through time zone changes and we're also getting less sleep, so that could be just either early flights, it could be super late flights or just long haul layovers in an airport, ain't nobody like those, (laughs) is your body can definitely go through a change. And the best way to think about this change is like with kids. So with babies, babies like routine. Once they have a good routine, they generally will sleep in the same times. So they might nap, let's say it's five times a day. They have different times of naps. And when you change that because you're going away on a holiday, it could even be locally or you're wanting to go and, you know, have the grandparents babysit. A slight change in their routine can throw them off. They might be a little bit more moody. They might be a little bit more grizzly. They might be refusing food. They might be even hungrier. And so these little changes we can easily see in children, especially infants and babies, because they like their routine. Now, we as humans are product of our routines, really. And one of the best things about Ayurveda is that they talk about having your daily like sadhana, your daily practice and having a routine with that. Now, when you change that routine for a child, we can see the differences. But as adults, we're like, ah, traveling so much fun. And I'm the biggest fun for having traveling. Like, I love traveling. So we need to have fun. And when we think of this, it's important to understand, okay, so my mind and my ego loves this traveling stuff. So let's do this. It's part of my goal. I really want to visit this country or I really want to go do this hike or I really want to experience this festival, whatever it might be. But how does the body respond to that? So one of the first things is that to understand with your sleep is that hormone releases and many other different types of body factors are actually influenced by our sleep cycles. So the circadian rhythm. And when we don't have a good balance in our sleep and our sleep cycle is off, our hormone release can be off. So it's really important to understand. Think about it like this. When your hormones such as progesterone and estrogen, which play a huge role in menstruation and ovulation, if this balance of production is thrown off because you're long haul traveling or you're just getting poor night's sleep, this will throw off when you menstruate and when you ovulate. Now, I can't guarantee it's going to throw it off, but I can most likely say that, yes, maybe your period might be a delayed a day or it might come early a day or it might even be delayed for a long extended period of time. As much as traveling is fun, this is what it can do to your body internally with your endocrine system. So it is likely that your ovulation will be off and therefore your menstruation can be off too. Remember, we menstruate because we ovulate. So I'll say that again. We menstruate because we ovulate. So if our hormone production is slightly out because our sleep cycles are slightly out, then safe to say maybe our ovulation will be out and then our menstruation will be out. So don't panic. I have something I want to share with you. 
And this is actually Joshua U. Clean, who's an MD. He's actually the chief medical officer and reproductive endocrinologist at Extend Fertility. I found this on a journal article online. But he says, the ultimate control of your menstrual cycle resides with the hormones secreted by the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland, essentially your brain. So these are two glands that actually live in your brain. In, your brain. in the Well Women Academy, in the Reconnecting You module, which is the first module you receive, the first Sunday you receive actually after you join us in the academy, this whole module talks about the endocrine system and the responsibilities of the different glands. And it's safe to say that when your hypothalamus and your pituitary gland, which live in your brain, are thrown off, then that can largely affect the hormone um, secretion, which controls your menstrual cycle. So our brain is largely connected with our menstrual cycle. Now, any disruption in your life, now this could be physical or emotional health. So this includes things like stress, lack of sleep, a change in the way that you're eating, um, a change in your lifestyle, a change in your environment, these can all affect our hormone balance. And therefore, it can lead to maybe potentially having an irregular or an absent menstrual period, which is very challenging because when our period doesn't arrive when we think it's going to, that's when you're like, oh my God, am I pregnant? What's wrong with my body? Why, am I, why, am I, why aren't I menstruating? And from my earlier experience this year where I ended up having a very long cycle because of flying long haul to America, I know exactly how this feels. Hence why I'm recording this podcast for you before I shoot off to India. So proper hormone balance is necessary for ovulation to occur, meaning an imbalance can rock the system and cause your period to like skip its beat. We don't want that. Now, four things will happen. One, your period will be late. Two, your period will be very delayed, so you'll have a very long cycle. And when that cycle is very long, it really it's your inner autumn that's extended and no one enjoys the inner autumn phase for an extended period of time. Number three is you get an early period. So your period comes early. And number four is you get your period on time. So one of four of these four things will occur. Now, there's no wrong or rights with any of them. It's just where your body's at. And remember, your menstruation, your period is actually a guide telling you what your health balance is like. So when we menstruate, it's like a monthly check-in to be like, hey, this is what's going on with our body today. It's kind of like your poo. When you poo, I encourage everyone to study their shit. <laughs> Whether you're a woman, a child or a male, it doesn't matter. Study your poo. Your poo will tell you a lot about your digestion. Just as your menstrual blood and how you menstruate, and when you menstruate, we'll tell you a lot about your own health. So this is like, for women, this is your monthly health check where you get to check in with yourself and go, oh, okay, so my cycle was early or it was late or it was on time. What does this say about my health currently? Now, one of the best ways to do this is you need to track your cycle. And I rave about this all the time. But if you haven't yet started tracking your cycle, stop this podcast, head over to my website, wellsome.com on the homepage and download the free Love Your Cycle Tracker. Now, you want to use a written tracker, but I also like to encourage using an app as well. The app that I use is the Clue app. It's free. It's so easy to use. And it's a really great thing on your phone to just quickly check, oh, what day of my cycle am I on? If you forget. Now, if you're traveling, you're off having fun and gallivanting. And the last thing you're probably thinking about is, hey, what's my health of my period like? But trust me. When your period isn't healthy and your ovulation isn't healthy, you want it to be. So having the app and the written tracker is very beneficial. 
So the first thing is you want to track your period with an app or the tracker to know when your next menstruation is, to know how long your cycle is, to know what's going on. So that's the first step. And then I have another five things that you can do to help bring your body back to balance whilst you're traveling. Now, this is something that I do. These are five really great steps. They're super easy and I'm going to give them to you right now. So the first one is sleep. You need a routine. So what I'm going to encourage, and I do this myself, is I like to try to get to bed at the same time every night and get the same amount of sleep every day. Now, I understand that you're traveling. So maybe you want to go out and have a late night out with friends or you want to go to a festival or see some, um, you know, a theater performance or a live music, whatever it might be, where you can try to have a routine with your sleep. If you rock this sleep cycle, it can throw you off. Personally, when I fly long haul, I use melatonin and I use melatonin not on the plane to sleep, but when I arrive at my destination, I use melatonin to help bring me back into my natural circadian rhythms in the new time zone. It's largely beneficial and I find it very, very helpful. Personally, I buy my melatonin from America because the quality is just fantastic and I stair step it. So I do five, four, three, two, one over five days and it helps me just fall into a beautiful sleep cycle. So the first step and tip after tracking your cycle is to work on your sleep routine. Now that might mean turning off your phone at night. That might mean, you know, quietening down, having, making sure you've got earplugs, having an eye pillow, whether you're staying in a hostel, in a room on your own with noisy neighbors next door or in a busy street, making sure you're doing what you can to get good night's sleep. That's the first one. Number two is stress assess what you can do to reduce stress. So regardless, when I'm talking about stress, I'm not talking about work stress. I'm not talking about financial stress. I'm talking about the stress that your body takes on. Flying alone long haul. Think about it. You're in a steel capsule flying through the freaking air and there's pressure. That's why we get bloated. That's why we get the cankles and we get puffy. Our lymphatic system is in like overdrive thinking, oh my God, I'm so stagnant and stuck here. Where am I going to have clarity and movement? That's what your body's craving. So when your body's going through stress, you want to communicate to it that it's safe. So what are some ways you can do this? Well, stress is the second step. The third step, which will support stress, is your food and your diet. You want to ensure that what you're consuming orally is actually supporting your health balance, especially in the first few days after long haul travel. So it's easy. I get it. I understand when you're flying, say, 20 hours and you're seeing friends, the first thing that they want you to do when you get there is let's go out, let's have a drink, let's celebrate, let's go out for dinner and have a really nice glass of wine or a couple of beers, whatever it is that you drink. You want to make sure, ideally, on the first one to two days that you take it easy on yourself. I call these the integration days. I don't like planning busy things on my integration days after traveling long haul. I want to make sure that I get a really good night's sleep, that I'm nourishing myself with real food. So I'll go to a store or a market and I'll load up with fruits and veggies. I make sure that I buy some ginger. I'll have some ginger tea and I'll really support myself with good, clean water. And I don't put anything else liquid wise, except for maybe a coconut. I do like coconuts <laughs> a lot. So maybe a coconut to stay hydrated and they'll look great electrolytes. But that's generally what I'll do for the first two days before I go and like, all right, I'm here. I'm ready to enjoy the different cuisines. I'm ready to enjoy the different types of drinks. Make sure that you're bringing your body back into balance without giving it consumable stress, which is what we eat and drink. Number five, which links into stress is movement. 
If your body's extremely stressed, the last thing it wants to do is go and run a marathon. So if you've arrived in the city, let's say you arrived in New York from Australia and you're ready to go walking and you've got like a full 15 hours of walking ahead of you, maybe your body's not really ready for that yet. Have one day of rest and then the following day get ready to move your body. Movement's important because it helps one, activate a lot of different systems in your body. It supports the lymphatic system, the digestive system, the nervous system, and it does support the endocrine system too, the system responsible for our hormone production and our overall menstrual cycle. So movement is super important, but in the right balance. So listen to your body, tune in and ask it what it, what it needs. What would it, how would it really like to move today after flying long haul? I know when I fly to America, which I've been to America the last like six years in a row, when I get to America, the last thing I want to do is go out and be super active all day. I'd rather get there, put my legs up the wall, have a nice shower, do some dry skin brushing, activate my lymphatic system, have some nice fresh food and rest and maybe just get a little bit of a sleep first and then I'll go out and enjoy the rest of my time. How you start your holiday is generally how you're going to enjoy your holiday, I like to say. Now, number five is, or the last one, you could call it six if you want to count tracking as the first one, is to supplement. Now, I really highly recommend, I've been doing this for a long time, especially since having leaky gut, you want to supply your body with the right nutrients it needs for the right balance it requires. So what does that mean? For me, every time I travel, I use multivitamin, probiotic, mercury-free fish oil, and I use a liver support and vitamin C. They're a baseline for me. However, when I'm flying, when I'm in the plane, when I'm going through long haul, I actually take a higher dose, a much higher dose. It's kind of like an orthomolecular medicine dose where I want to ensure that I'm getting, giving my body the higher amounts of nutrients. And it's very common for people to not poo on a plane, especially long haul when you're flying for longer than six hours. For me, I'm proud to put my hand up and say, I'm a plane pooer. <laughs> I poo on the plane. And before I had leaky gut, this was impossible. I never, I'd fly nine to 10 hours and I wouldn't poo at all, which is not very good for your health because I'm eating along the way. So you want to ensure that you're actually going to the toilet. So for me, what I like to do is I take a high dose of vitamin C, which can be a diuretic, but it's ensuring that I'm staying healthy in the flying capsule through the air and it's also helping soften my stool so I go to the toilet. I also take extra probiotics. So I wouldn't just take a normal daily probiotic. I would take extra probiotics. I keep these on hand. And then I also use a higher dose of a mercury-free fish oil. The reason why I do that is great for inflammation control. So I'm not as puffy and swollen and bloated as what I may be if I wasn't to use that. Personally, I've noticed huge differences since doing it. So let's recap. First one, track your cycle. Really important. Second one is sleep. Get a good routine. Understand where you, what your body needs in terms of sleep. Third one is stress. Do what you can to reduce stress as much as you can. Number four is food and diet. What are you consuming and is this benefiting and supporting you? Number five is movement. Making sure you've got a healthy amount of movement for what your body's craving and desiring at that time. And number six is to supply. So supplement your body with what it needs for good support whilst you're traveling me that's a hands down if you want to learn more about the supplements that i personally use there is a link over in my instagram bio just go to wellsome underscore gemma lee or just search for gemma lee j-e-m-a 
L-E-E and it'll come up and there is my fave nutritionals and they're listed all there. But if you have a question and you want to learn about what would best support you, just reach out and ask. I love hearing from you. All right, that's a wrap from me on how does long haul travel affect your period? Remember, don't panic. Yes, your period might come early or it might come late, but it's not the end of the world. Your period is your monthly health check. It's telling you what's going on. So don't stress about it when your period's late more so. Tune in and go, what's been happening in my life lately that could have contributed to me potentially having a delayed, late or an early period? All right, that's from it for me. Have an amazing week. I'm super excited. I'll be off to India in just a couple of days, as you know. So um, be sure to comment, share, ask your questions about traveling because I'm going to be in the thick of it and I can't wait. Thank you so much for tuning in to every episode of the Well Women podcast. I trust you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you got a lot out of it too, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or your podcast app. This means together we can inspire, connect, and educate even more women. Now, is there a bestie, a sister, or a friend who you know may be frustrated and confused with their health? Are they ready to discover new aspects of themselves too? Well, take a screenshot of this podcast episode, share it on your social media, email it, text it, or any way you need to get it to their ears. So together, we can all live in flow, harmony, and balance with our bodies. And be sure to tag me in it too. Hashtag WellWomenPodcast. For everything we mentioned in today's episode, you can find this in the show notes over at wellsome.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, beautiful, get connected, listen to your body and remember, body confidence all begins with living in tune with your menstrual cycle. 